Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show. You can hear us Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. This is a rebroadcast of BK on the Air. If you hear a telephone number, please don't call, as you will become one with the dark side of the Force. <laughs> you've got a good uh you've got a good laugh uh well, well a spooky I, mean, laugh. I got two different ones i got that one then i have the one that i laugh at when i'm watching something funny which is totally different which sounds like a nine-year-old kid oh. laughing which See, i've got the muttly laugh but uh yeah, you have the you have the I've been smoking laugh, but you never smoke. Never so smoke. Okay. The wheezy little <laughs> you can squeak just like I can. You can squeak just like you got COPD, which is uh, not really good. Which uh, makes me it. wonder: should I go to the doctor? Yeah. Why do you, doctor? I have a squeak. Can you do anything about it? Who knew the precursor to COPD was? <laughs> what's What's the great line when you go to the doctor from vaudeville? It's like, oh, I've got a pain in my side, doc, and I don't know why. He's like, well, you know what? What? You have it again. There's <laughs> nothing we can do about it. I you thought it was the old joke that says, doc, it hurts when I do this. Well, don't no, do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but I'm Little vaudeville. <laughs> Which was really funny back then, but it's been done to death now. You're like, oh, now it's a groaner. Oh, Doc, every time no. I'm drinking chocolate milk, my eye goes like this. You'll <laughs> take the spoon out. <laughs> oh. The spoon out. <laughs> yeah. I hear something yeah. crazy on the radio from 10 a.m. to noon. What, what should I do? Turn it off. No, don't turn no, the radio off. Don't no, do that. stay here. No, stay here. Don't, do it, don't go away. We have a good time. Hey, it's BK on the air. AM 1450 and 100.3 F. Hey, great. It's, it's already started. Let's try it. I can edit that out in the podcast, but I won't because that's funny and I'll leave it in. AM 1450 and 100.3 FM. WBHF Radio. WBHF Radio dot org and on the TuneIn app. Beautiful and perfect. That's true. I always leave the, the crap in You need there. to have the little button with the little manamana guys every yeah. time you have a flip. You go, man, man, man. And by the way, I'll remind everybody, I turned it into a podcast, and you can hear the show if you if you miss it or just want to hear it a little differently with things added and little special effects. I George Lucas them up. I make them the special editions. You know, I take local things out and put goofy stuff in and sound effects and old classic commercials that you know and love, like, like the... Um, like the Tootsie Roll commercial. I actually added a Tootsie Roll commercial, and I don't know if you remember it, but it's a, it's a Tootsie Roll commercial where a bunch of kids are singing, and they're like, the world looks very good to me, because Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, and everything turns see, into like Tootsie and Rolls, that. and yeah. it's like you're side-scrolling video I, game. I did. I played that once and put it on my podcast, and you won't believe the messages I got going, oh, I forgot about that. Now I have that song stuck mm-hmm. in my head. That was great. Well, see, that's why I do that. Yeah, I take those old commercials like the Charmin. Don't squeeze the Charmin commercial, you know, and the mm-hmm. and the jingles for kind of products. That, I try to look for products that are no longer around because I'm not giving them free advertising. But that doesn't always work. There's one really good uh, Co- Coke is it jingle from the '70s, which I think is good, cool that I threw in there. So, yeah, that's what I do to it on a podcast. BK on there. It's the it's the uh, it's the pod. It's the skate pod. You can hear it on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud out there. Now, I apologize right up front. I've been kind of late getting them ready here lately because I had a lot of stuff going on, and I'm like, podcast editing 
to when I have important things in my life happening, I do every now and then have some important things happening, believe it or not, in my life. That kind of puts on the, gets on the back burner, but I do get them out eventually, and they will be out there. So, and I'm not getting any emails burning up saying, "Where's your latest podcast?" So that's proof that nobody really cares. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. If I got a bunch of complaints, that would mean we remind okay. our, ourselves from time to time. Walt and I have to have the same discussion. We're not getting paid. Right. We have no advertiser. And sometimes life does, in fact, get in the way. Yes. And it's life that, that usually may have something to do with us getting paid what we usually right. get. So we and have to give that. if there's up. a one-day delay or even a one-week, sometimes a, we, we've had guests flake at the last second. Right. And then you try to back, book somebody else. And you try to book somebody else. And I go to Walt, like, you know what? Why are we breaking our backs trying to rearrange our schedules? Well, Your just, personal life is being affected. Just yeah, right. we'll skip, and so it's a week off. We'll have another episode next week. You know, I, we love what we do. You love what you do. Right. That's not to say that we're not going to keep putting episodes out. But, yeah, you're right. Sometimes way, you have to realize life. Yes. Now, just by the way, just want to remind you about your podcast. Anyone flakes, you got my number, right? True. Okay. <laughs> Because I've noticed a lot of people have been on the Wilder Ride, you know, more than me now. And I'm like, well, I need to. Well, no, not more than you. I'd like to have another appearance on that. When we start talking about all the movies by minutes days and then the episodes. But I still want to have more because I'll really have a stocked up. I want it all. Nobody will ever beat my appearances on there. Give me that pen. You're always making things difficult. No, mine would be more like another one bites the dust. (laughs) Probably (laughs) sweet. Oh, I I bit the dust. There we go. So I want to remind everybody, today is the Halloween Eve show. Today is the day before Halloween. It's And I'm going to play things on the air today that are Halloween-y. Or, is that a or it, Halloweener? Make sure you say it all together that way. Halloweener. Because if you break it up or pause, it could get us in trouble. Halloween-y, Halloweener, Halloween. Halloween-y sounds okay. All right. I'll play things that are Halloween-y today on the show, some spots. <laughs> we may talk about candy in some of our movies. And But here, the, the thing that you need to remember is... Today is the Halloween Eve show. Right. It's Tomor- the day before. Tomorrow is Halloween Sunday, October 31st, and it will be our Halloween spooktacular show. We do it every Halloween here at WBHF. It'll be 9 p.m. till midnight. We <laughs> we don't care what day Halloween falls on. It could be on Sunday, like this week. We do it on Halloween night. We mm-hmm. don't go, oh, let's just do it Saturday night because that's easier for us. No, we do it no. on Halloween night, whatever night. And last year was great because it was Saturday night last year. We were really awesome because we could sleep in Sunday morning. But we're doing it Sunday night, Halloween night, 9 p.m. till midnight Eastern here at WBHF. You can download the TuneIn app, listen to it there, go to the website, wbhfradio.org, and stream it. Or you can just, if you're local, you can hear it on that cool thing called the radio. Yeah, and don't forget, your smart speakers. You can yeah. just say, hey, Alexa, play WBHF Radio. you smarter than I am. And I'm hoping know. I just turned someone's Alexa on. <laughs> By saying it over the thing. Wait, what happened? Uh, so you can. there's different ways to listen to it. It's, it's, it's Alan and Walt Murray and me all together, and we just we talk about how you kind of explain to people what Dragon Con is. This show is about Halloween. Our memories, movies, candy, things we talk about like favorite uh, special effects people. We have uh, we talk music. We have a little bit of everything mixed in. It's just 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 know this. It's a Halloween show. That's all you need to know. Oh, and to our f- yeah. favorite caller, it's my favorite call we've ever gotten on the show. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember what you're talking. Hey, about. welcome to the Halloween Spooktacular. What's up? You guys sound like you're just sitting around drinking beer and having a good time. At a bar. <laughs> and I looked at you and looked at Walt. I'm like, yes, it's exactly what this is like. <laughs> so was the guy complimenting us or just I observing something? I don't know, because he didn't sound it. like he was complimenting. Maybe like, he not. thought, okay. y'all just wasting my time. I thought you were going to get, like, a, oh, I think, didn't he say that? He said, I thought we were going to learn stuff. 
I was like, well, really? have you well, met us? Well, <laughs> but you know what? He called. That means he was listening. He was listening. That's kind of cool. Well, I hope he calls, but I, I should isolate that call. That's what that's what it's going to be on Saturday, Saturday on Sunday uh, for Halloween. We're gonna we always have a good time. Come up with things. We're going to do something special this year too. We're going to have a like a simulcast with James Install at KTRS 550 AM in St. Louis. That's going to be fun for a segment. That's yes. going to be really fun. He's our buddy. He calls into me, reviews movies. He's another geek retro guy up there in St. Louis. You've never heard of yep. him. Check him out. It's Geek to Me Radio. But we're going to be on the air at the same time on both stations. So people in St. Louis are going to hear us, and people here are going to be here when they got from St. Louis. That's going to be fun. He, It'll he be came live. Up with that idea. It's not a call-in. Yeah. It is. He'll be doing his show. We're doing our he, show. He came up with that idea, and I thought it was great. And I told you, and you're like, yeah, let's do it. It's going to be yeah. great. It's BK on the air. I got some Halloween stuff along with other regular stuff mixed in today. It's BK on the air. Ooh, it's going to be scary. <laughs> Welcome. We're at Monster Stadium. Frankenberry steps to the plate. I'll fill it with my delicious strawberry-flavored cereal, Frankenberry. You're out! A good nutritious breakfast with Count Chocula is a real hit. Frankenberry. Count Chocula! Both you guys are daddy. <laughs> Star Trek, the motion picture, collector's close-ups. It's Mr. Spock. You can get Star Trek The Motion Picture Collector's Close-Ups. Two on each specially marked box of the Monster Serials. Intercepted transmission of unknown origin. Transmission? Out here? SOS. Human. Unknown. Alien. Exclusive engagement at the Odeon Leicester Square. Now. Any systematized transmission indicating a possible intelligent origin must be invested. In space, no one can hear you scream. Greetings, fellow classic TV fans. The Mary Tyler Moore Show ran from 1970 to 77 for a total of 168 episodes and is listed as the fifth highest Emmy award-winning show ever. After Mary and her then-husband, CBS head Grant Tinker, created MTM Productions, they hired James L. Brooks and Alan Burns to assemble what turned out to be one of the most memorable TV casts ever. Hailed not only for its complexity, realism, and, of course, humor, the Mary Tyler Moore Show set a new standard featuring an independent woman as the main star. Once it aired, the Emmy and Golden Globe nominations came pouring in. It was nominated for an astonishing 67 Emmys and winning 29, and the show also earned 22 Golden Globe nominations. Besides Mary, Valerie Harper and Ed Asner received Emmy nods for every year they were on the show, and both actors won three times for their roles. Cloris Leachman as Phyllis Lindstrom, Ted Knight as Ted Baxter, and Betty White as the happy homemaker Sue Ann Nivens all won Emmys twice. The show's rankings were over over the top as well. For example, Entertainment Weekly put it at number one in its 100 greatest TV shows of all time. The Writers Guild of America ranked the show at number five of its 101 best series of all time. TV Guide ranked the show at number seven of their greatest TV shows of all time and named the episode Chuckles Bites the Dust 
number one out of their 100 greatest TV episodes ever. With all this recognition, it should come as no surprise that the majority of the main cast have been immortalized with their stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, as well as the Palm Springs Walk of the Stars. This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the Golden Rage of TV. You can also find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Golden Rage of TV, and on Twitter at Golden Rage of TV One. And now back to BK on the air. W-E-H-F in Cartersville. I wouldn't change places with anyone tonight. We'll carve pumpkin faces and watch the witches' flight. Every human heart will shudder Every soul will shake with fear Tonight, the creepiest Tonight, the scariest Tonight, the most wonderful Actually, it's tomorrow night. It's Halloween. Tim Curry. From The Worst Witch, 1986. The Halloween song by Tim Curry. Anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog could turn into a cat. There may be a toad in your bass guitar. Or your sister could turn into a bat. Christmas a little uh, advice there of the things that might get happen on Halloween from Tim Curry. You when did that Tim come out? 1986. I wonder. If, <laughs> I wonder if Tim Burton heard that and goes, "I've got an idea for a story that merges Halloween and Christmas." And I'll make everybody like dark circles under their eyes, like I do everything, uh, which would be cool. Hey, he's got his own style. It's he does. called Burton-esque. Anytime you yep. see somebody trying to copy it, now you're like, "Oh, it's just like Tim Burton." And I mean, think about a guy who yeah. created his entire branding. Like, you just know it now. Yeah. Usually other people brand you sometimes. Right. But, yeah, when you do it yourself and Did, like him or hate him, which I've I, – with Tim Burton with me, it's either a – I really like his movies or a lot of – some of them I don't like. I didn't like every movie he's ever did. But you can't deny that he has a style, mm-hmm. and it's always been there. I mean, now, Did you great. watch the documentary? You're on season three. Did you watch the one for The Nightmare Before Christmas? I have not gotten to that one yet. We're, I we're, had no we're, idea. We're switching off Stacy now. She's watching he, one that I'm watching. One of his first jobs, little kid out of college – was an animator at Disney. Wow, so he's working and for And they them. showed his drawings, and they were after a few weeks or months, they were like, you just don't get what we do here. You're a little dark for us. There's something... <laughs> we're not saying you're not talented. Right, yeah. We're just saying you're not Disney. <laughs> and guess who, of course, put out <laughs> right. The Nightmare Before Christmas? Exactly. Disney. And even I found out also that... Uh, who who directed the... Uh, was, it, was it Sam Raimi or Tim Burton? Who directed the, the live-action Dumbo that just came out? Not too long ago. I'm drawing a book. All right, here it is. Because uh, Sam Raimi's that horror genre guy that's always thought of horror, uh, thought of as horror, too. Tim Burton directed Dumbo in 2019. So, mm-hmm. again, another Disney connection. He came back to Disney. Or they rather welcomed no, him back. No, 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 no. Like, they were like, Come back, you know, we could make a lot of money on this kid. <laughs> this we kid we thought was already. a weird, geeky, goth, go- yeah. oddball. He's got this really dark... And they're like, oh, you know what? I think the yeah. kid's... So- 
Oh, I know what I was mixing it up with. Tim Burton cre- uh, directed the um, the uh, the last uh, Wizard of Oz movie that came out in the theater. It was the Wonderful World of Oz or something? He did, Tim uh, Sam Raimi did that one, which by the way I thought uh, was good. I enjoyed it. I didn't, I didn't I didn't think it was that great, but it wasn't bad. That's what I thought of Dumbo. Have... When I watched Dumbo, mm-hmm. I thought, and we were looking forward to it. Like, hey, let's watch Dumbo because number one, Mrs. BK is a Disney fanatic person. She loves everything Disney. And I'm like, Disney, you know, okay, I can take her or leave them. You know, I'm just that way. I like Tim Burton, too. Let's watch Dumbo. I thought Dumbo was only just okay. I did, have you seen it yet? No. Yeah, okay. It kind of okay. fizzled in it the did, theater. Yeah, it fizzled. And so did Raimi's Oz movie. But I, I'm, I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. As far as directors go, if I, did, if I had to compare Raimi with Tim Burton, I'm more of a Sam Raimi fan than Tim Burton. It's only just personal preference movie-wise, but... But yeah, uh, I think great. I'll say this. I think Sam Raimi made a transition to being able to do a a popular popular or big budget movie better than Tim Burton. Tim Burton did he well did. with Batman, but right. I don't think anybody thought Batman was going to become a cultural phenomenon. Exactly. I think they go, "Oh, he's doing a dark Batman. Well, we'll just yeah. let him do his little thing. Give him, you know, <laughs> right. a few it's million dollars." Well, just, yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden, like, "Oh, what? And then it, now everybody wants Tim Burton for everything." Right? And to me, it was one of the best Batman films ever made. And 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 and, and another one of those casting decisions were. <laughs> We were wrong. I, wow, I, no way. That's going to work. That's really weird. I don't two, think of Michael Keaton. The two Batman. things, the Michael Keaton and then uh, Heath Ledger. I was like, you're casting Heath Ledger you, Sometimes people as the Joker? <laughs> yeah. And that's, oh, that movie's going to suck. And that's the same thing that I'm coming to the table with on this Robert Pattinson playing Have Batman. you I'm seen go, the trailers? Yeah, I did. And I thought, Dude. I'm going to just reserve my opinion until I see the movie. I've got to do this. Yeah. I'm sometimes those very two, wrong. Those two <laughs> opinions wrong. of mine turned out to be so disastrously <laughs> it, wrong. I wait to so watch the movie. So we don't do that movie. anymore. <laughs> right. I wait for we, the movie. We're, we're older guys. We've learned from our mistakes. <laughs> we try not to repeat them. We just make new ones. That right, we right, right, but right. we won't repeat them. We're no. going to still make mistakes. Yeah, just brand new ones. <laughs> uh, and by the way, the Batmobile in the new film, I love the look of the Batmobile in the new film. Have you, have you seen some really close-ups of it? I Everything so art. far makes me think whoever is making right. this happen is ignoring everything DC's done. <laughs> right. Well, I'm that's like, what everybody does when they do a DC now, almost with the Joker and and uh, everything else. But again, this Batman movie that they're making with Robert Pattinson has nothing to do with the current DC Universe Warner Brothers thing going on with Justice League and Wonder Woman and all the others. So. They're, they're, I guess I guess I, I got to give them an A for effort for right. trying, I guess, because they've really fallen behind Marvel. Well, you know, one thing you and I both, we've seen you Robert Pattinson in other things besides The Twilight. I think too many people are like, The Twilight guy? I'm like, have you not that was seen their first him yeah. in other things? He's a great actor. He's a he very, a great actor. very good actor. If you've never seen him in this really weird horror black and white film called The Lighthouse, Lighthouse with, with Willem uh, Dafoe. Yeah. It's a very Stanley Kubrick directed thing, which is just it's just so it's kind of sickening to watch, but that's what you're supposed to feel when you watch it. it mm-hmm. re- mission accomplished when I watched it. I'm like, oh, wow, this movie's just, it's dirt under the fingernails, gross, kind of, oh, this is what's going on here type of thing. And that's exactly what it was, what it was meant to be. And if you never saw Tenet yet... He can handle oh, right. doing action. He can handle hand. He can do sci- He can do. He can be what he needs to be. He's very, very and good. And he's a pretty darn good representative of Hufflepuff as Cedric Diggory. <laughs> Not too bad Diggory either. Too in, uh, in Harry Potter. <laughs> Not was, too bad. Which was great. By the way, every test that I take online, I'm House Hufflepuff. You're Hufflepuff because I, I do. I, I don't try to skew the answers. You and I take these quizzes. No, like we you really got to do answer. You know, right. like, how do you? Because if I took a, a Marvel quiz. 
if I wanted to skew it to be Captain America every time, I could do that. But but I, I'm not going to do that. That's not my personality. What are your favorite so. colors? Red, white, and blue. <laughs> so so but, uh, gold, gold, and red. Oh, you're Iron Man, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. So that's I don't do that. But I get the Hufflepuff every time. Which they're they're a nice they're a nice uh, down to earth house at Hogwarts. Hey, there were some great Hufflepuffs. Cedric Diggory was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tonks. Was one of them. She was very, very good. Uh, very instrumental puppet. in helping so, defend yeah, the kids so. in the final installment. I don't mind coming in third place. That's fine. We yeah. strive to be third. Hufflepuffs are not that uh, popular. They don't. They don't gain. They don't look for popularity, which is good. Seven seven zero three eight six fourteen fifty is our number. It is Halloween Eve. We'll be talking about mm-hmm. Halloween stuff. We kind of already have every now and then. I got a quick story. I had this last week. Let me find it because I want to read it right now to get it out of the way because I don't want to shortchange some of these stories. This is kind of cool. It's a it's a it's a Pillsbury story. Where is it? Is it sugar cookie? Which one is it? I thought you said it had to do with sugar uh, cookies. Pillsbury. Something about yeah, making Pillsbury. something in the oven, okay. using dough. Yeah. Oh look, no. A commercial break. Maybe I can get it in before the break. It's beginning to look a lot like Halloween. That means it's time to make some Halloween treats for friends and family. And what could be easier than Pillsbury Halloween sugar cookies? In fact, here's the point. You can get them in a mega pack now that contains 72 sugar cookies to share. It's a lot of sugar. You never do that before in a pack, so that's kind of cool. I've actually kind of forwarded this to Mrs. BK because she's a big baker now. So, hey, look at like this. Like when you're a kid, you leave them all like, she, over the house. She made cupcakes for the students this week, uh, for Halloween cupcakes, and they were great because they all were just hairy things with eyes, and one of them looked just like Animal from The Muppet Show. Cool. And I'm like, give me cookie, cookie, cupcake, cupcake. It's great. It's BK on there. We're going to talk about more when we come back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Behind this gate, cut off from the world of reality, lurks a world of madness, a world filled with brutality, a world of Frankensteins. Dr. Frankenstein, maker of monsters, creates the most monstrous nightmare of all. Only the most insane mind would give birth to it. Frankenstein and the monster from hell. Frankenstein and the monster from hell from Paramount Pictures, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Montgomery, with a word to mothers about two new cereals from Quaker. I'm Quake, the earthquake power cereal made with rice. I'm Quisp, the crazy energy cereal made with corn. Shh, excuse me. Quaker has reinforced Quisp and Quake with B-complex vitamins and iron. These two sweet cereals not only taste good, but they're good for kids, too. All right, fellas, it's all yours. I love Liz. I love her more than you do. I will take you places where you have never been. It was the start. I will show you things that you have never seen. Beginning. And I will see the life run out of you. Long ago, on a cold, dark night, in this peaceful New England village, something happened. Something too terrifying to remember. Something too frightening to forget. Something that has remained a secret until now. Anyone else seeing these? Am I the only one having nightmares? <laughs> 
Universal Pictures presents Fred Astaire, Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., John Houseman, Ghost Story, from the terrifying best-selling novel by Peter Straub. Who is this? He's found a picture of her. That's not possible. The girl, the men, the evil, the silence. Dad, I'm telling you something happened. I'm telling you something. I think he may have been murdered. The house, the fear, the nightmares, the vengeance, the terror, the truth. Not now, Rick. Yes, now. Something's happening. Something terrible. I fear that more of us are going to die. No, we we, we must talk about it. Ah, uh, she is not the person that you think she is. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, no, please, let's not stop. She's worried you have the wrong idea about her. Everything about her is wrong. No, please, please let me talk about her. Get away from her, Dave. <laughs> what are you? She's dangerous. Listen to me, please. <laughs> Soon they will learn that they have never been forgiven. <laughs> Ghost story. The time has come to tell the tale. From 1981, there's a little trailer for you. Ghost story, directed by John Irvin. He actually directed a great uh, Vietnam movie called Hamburger Hill. Oh, He's a that great was director. Good. But John Irvin directs Ghost Story. Uh, it kind of fell by the wayside. I think it's gained a little cult status since uh, since 1981 because you know things gain get legs after they're after they flop at the theater. But it's a great, uh, you know, ghosts are interesting because you know you can you can run from like a killer, you know, or you got something tangible you can fight in a horror film. But stuff that has to do with the supernatural and ghosts, you can't hide from that. You're like, oh, I'm going to run and hide in this room and lock the door. Ghosts don't care about locked doors. Right. <laughs> they don't care about. The, the loft in the barn where no one can see you, they can see you no matter where you are. So, great movie. It's about, and I don't want to give it away to people who haven't seen it. The movie's so old, you know, 40 years old, 1981. It's about a group of men who met a girl back in the back in the 20s when they were young kids, back in the roaring 20s. And they accidentally, a guy gets mad at her and they have a little fight because she's going out with one of the guys, but they all know her. And they and they, he gets mad and shoves her and her head hits a fireplace in her house and it, she drops and they think she's dead because she's not breathing or anything. She, she looks, seems like she's dead. Well, they decide to throw her in a car and throw the car in the pond and let it sink with her in it. Well, at the you know they they turn their flashlights on to watch it to make sure it sinks. Well, just as they just as before the car goes under the water, she raises up and starts screaming like, and it goes under, and Mm -hmm. she drowns. Well, she didn't like that very much, so she decided to come back on the on the anniversary when they're all getting together uh, in the in the 80s as old men to uh, terrify them. Good, and I'm like, wow, they kind of deserve it. It's a very scary. Movie, which is very well done. Seven seven zero three eight six fourteen fifty is our number. Oh, someone's calling right now. Hello, it's BK on the air. Who's this? Hello, BK. Hello, Eric. Happy Halloween Eve to you. Happy Halloween. Cool. Uh, What's going on in your world on this Halloween Eve? I need to say something. Well, you always do. So go ahead and say it. Well, uh, y'all talked about Robert Pattinson and Batman. Yeah, which we know nothing about yet because we haven't seen it. By the way, we haven't seen it yet. I know. I know. Yeah. But I need to admit something just from seeing the trailers. Okay, go ahead. I could have been I could have been wrong. Really? You said you could be wrong? 
It takes a very big and brave man to come uh, on the air and admit that, Eric, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Very proud. Which reminds me, call me after the show. <laughs> I will call you after the show. By the way, I love the Batmobile in this new movie. I think it looks I, great. I, I saw it. Things look like a hot rod Dodge Charger or something that he just added stuff to, which means that's what he would do. He'd take a car and build it. Yeah. If they do this right, this could be a whole beginning of a new new way of looking at Batman like the 89 Batman was. Yeah, and maybe they might incorporate him into the uh, world of Wonder Woman and uh, and all the other DC things, or they may just forget well, about that. Well, let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there because they have an issue. Well, yeah. Let's hope that they got something right because they're kind of faltering. Except for Gal Gadot. Except for Gal Gadot. Yeah, she's great. She is great as Wonder Woman. She really is. Uh, she can stay. Well, we're gonna we'll go see it, and we'll I'm sure everybody will review it and see it. James Install, I'm sure we'll go see it. So so check with us after we see it. We'll give a report yeah, on it. Yeah, nobody's so taking great. me. Well, it'll it'll stream eventually. <laughs> You'll be able to see it on HBO Max, I'm sure. I remember you. Well, I remember. Mark mark this today, by the way, October 30th, 2022, the day before Halloween. Eric called and admitted he might be wrong or something. We'll just yeah. put that down. I like it. Talk to you later. All right. All right. And when I say talk to him later, I mean it. I know. I think I know what he wants to talk about. Okay. Anyway, I I, I have high hopes for it. I saw the latest trailer, and it looks pretty good. Interested. I, let's put it that way. I, I, there were a couple of cool angles, a couple of interesting shots, yep. and at the same time, I thought Pattinson was doing a good job with the snippets <clears throat> they gave us. And like any movie, and we can say this about anything, like any movie in the world, we really don't know until we see it. Anything. We can say that about anything. Except if Michael Bay directs it. I already know what it's going to be. It's going to be crap. Seven seven zero three six fourteen fifty. Somebody else is calling. Hello, it's BK on there. Good morning. How y'all doing? Hey, how you doing, man? Doing good. Hey, Alan, y'all still going to do y'all show tomorrow night? Yes, we certainly are. Nine, Nine to midnight. To midnight. Halloween. Good. Is his first name Russell or is that his last name? Russell Bailey, Bailey Russell. It could be. It could be interchangeable. I don't know. It says Bailey Russell when it calls, but sometimes that's one of those. Uh, I uh, I enjoy like, Bailey's. It's like Clark Kent, Kent Clark. It could be either way, you know. I was told a long time ago, <laughs> never trust a man that's got the two first names. Or I was I've, I was always told too, as far as name goes, that if someone uses a middle initial, they're an egomaniac. Really? Yeah. That's that's probably accurate. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know anybody in the room and that, that if, does that, but and that's if you what use I heard. all three of your names, <laughs> and they all sound like first and names, you have one name: Justin Ray Earl. Right? Like, uh oh. Or if you just have that's a guy who's going to be in the news later. If you just have one name, Prince. oh, I only have one name. Chair. <laughs> it's like, how important are you? You just have one name. I guess that's as cool. Now, was it their parents doing? I think they do it when they get later. I, I have no parents idea. do that. So. So uh, 770-386-1450, a lot of people are calling in today. That's kind of cool. We haven't had that slider issue here on the thing here so far, thank goodness. There's no, the poltergeist in the board hasn't showed up yet, which is good. He may, though, or a gremlin. Though, it's always possible. Hey, don't, 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 don't antagonize it. him. Yeah. We've already had him in here before yeah. Halloween. I don't want to back. I don't, I don't have anything to do with that. But, you know, when we get delayed on the schedule by callers, that's okay. I like it when people totally call in the okay. show. That's all right with me, especially if you got cool things to say uh, when you call in and, and uh, say you're wrong about something, when you say you're never wrong about stuff. That's kind of cool. I think Eric was very magnanimous <laughs> for doing that. Oh, I already you? know the soundbite I'm isolating. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do some great things with that one on uh, on the on the podcast. When I turn this into a podcast, we'll flash the audience of the news, the weird, the strange, when we come back. Somewhere at the studios of WBHF, Alan, BK, and Walt are preparing for Halloween. 
Hey, you know, I'm really excited. We're dressing up this year for our Halloween spooktacular show. I've decided to go as Freddy Krueger. Wow, that looks great. Love the hat and claws. Let's hear your best Freddy. I've been away from my children for far too long. Awesome! Walt, you look great as Jason from Friday the 13th. Perfect hockey mask. Let's hear it. Oh, now that is scary. Thanks, Freddy. Where's BK? Hey, BK, are you ready? Hey, here I am. Look at that. Michael Myers from Halloween. This is fantastic. We all look really scary. All right, BK, let's hear a little Halloween Michael Myers. James T. Kirk, captain of the Enterprise. What the heck is that? That's William Shatner. Yeah, that's here. Shatner. What are you doing? What is that? Well, Michael Myers doesn't say anything, and they did use a Captain Kirk mask for him in the movies. I didn't know what else to do. Tune in Sunday, October 31st, Halloween night for the WBHF Halloween Spooktacular, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. You'll have a frighteningly ghoulish time on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF and on the TuneIn app. All right already. I don't know what else to say, except Happy Halloween. Give it up. Podcast Magazine presents The Hot 50 Countdown. Hi, it's Rob Actis, host of the Podcast Magazine Hot 50 Countdown. Join me as I count them down from 50 to number one, the top 50 podcasts in the land as determined by you, the podcast fans. From true crime, society and culture, self-help, health and fitness, science, and every podcast category in between. The Hot 50 Countdown is here. And don't forget to vote for BK on the Air as one of your favorite podcasts at podcastmagazine.com. Standing in the Rain by ELO from the from the album Out of the Blue, celebrating a 44th anniversary. I talked about it last week, but uh, a lot of anniversaries in the uh, October. It's like September. they come every year. Yeah, they, why do they release them at the same time? I guess it's, they've been working on it for that last year, and they all come out at the same time. I actually made a mistake when I first bought this as a kid. I saw this record, and I'm like, hey, there's a cool spaceship on the cover. That looks cool. I think I'll get that album and listen to that. And it was great, but I took... What I what I didn't look at is I took the record number two out and put it on first, and that was the first song I heard 
that whole album, that whole part of uh, part of that album is a is a complete one piece of music called Concerto for a Rainy Day, which ends on that side with Mr. Blue Sky. It starts out with a storm, it goes through rain and thunder, then a blue sky at the end. It's kind of a concept thing. It's kind of cool. But I actually listened to the album out of order, and to me, that was only, that was my first introduction to them. And it's a it's a great song, great album too by Jeff Lynne and ELO. Seven seven zero three six fourteen fifty is our number. Someone's on the line now. Hello, it's BK on the air. You know, greetings, fellow classic Halloween oh. fans. Hey, I know by the voice, there, the happy, smiling voice, I know exactly who this is. It's Pat McCormick from the Golden Rage of TV. Hi, guys. Hey. It's funny. The only reason it sounds like I'm smiling is because I'm standing on my head. So, anyway. <laughs> well, the blood's Aww. rushing to your head. <laughs> no, he's turned his frown upside down. Oh, well, I, see, we went Aww. two different ways with that, so that's cool. Yeah. Well, I've been married longer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's always good to hear from you. We got Pat live. We had him recorded earlier. Now we have him live. Pat's live. And I heard you talking ghost story, and I thought, well, I'm going to be kind of busy tomorrow night for your spectacular, so I'm going to throw it in my quick, condensed version right away. You have another ghost story. Yeah, go ahead. Wow us and scare us with your ghost story, Pat. 1980. I was in a rock band that played. No, Nick that's Park scary Park. right there. Holy cow, that is really scary. Eighty in a rock band. Oh, that was that wasn't it. Okay. <laughs> Should have seen it. That Some of the photos. Scarier, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, uh, it was in Fresno, California, which is about two hundred miles from where our base was. Yeah. In a place called uh, a downtown theater called the Warner's Star Theater. It had a nightclub called the Star Palace that was built. That was the, in the in the actual same building. Um, that was very popular, and we used to play there all the time. As a matter of fact, our manager ran uh, managed the entire facility, so we'd play there quite often. We knew the ins and outs of the place, and the theater is about a five thousand seat uh, opera house. The backstage of the of the nightclub led had a passage straight to the balcony of the nightclub. So one night uh, after our set, I was out on the balcony, which the night, the theater was closed that night with a with a friend, and she was telling me about all these uh, amazing, huge rock bands that played this place. Oh, I saw Rush play here. I saw UFO play here. Oh, my God. I can't hey, let's run down to the stage. So I thought, well, why not? <laughs> the place is empty, and it was shut down and dark, but it was so big we could see. Now, we, were, we just decided to do it because why not? It would be fun. Ran down to the stage. And we're jumping around like we're faking playing a big concert. It was it was a lot of fun. You could hear a pin drop in this place, by the way. And at that, the next moment, we heard a door close at the bottom of a staircase at the back of the stage, which led to the dressing rooms that were underneath the stage. This would be a place that nobody would be hanging around, not even a janitor. Um, and it's locked up from the outside. Uh, Clearly, nobody was supposed to be there. We, we both heard the door shut, turned towards the back of the stage, and saw and heard someone coming up the stairs. You could hear the footsteps clearly. Then you could see the actual uh, the thing, the person, or whatever it was, coming up to the stairs. It stopped at ju- just at a couple steps down from the top and stared at us. We were far enough in front of the stage, we couldn't make out who or what it was. I got mad because I had some authority there because our our guy was the manager of the place. Somebody was messing with us. I kept calling out hello, 
hello, no response. At that point, my friend got really scared, got behind me, and I was in fight and flight, fight or flight mode. So I decided to go with fight and started moving towards the back of the stage to where the staircase was. We both saw this, I'm going to say apparition, standing there looking at us, and I kept saying hello, getting madder and madder as I was walking closer and closer. Closer we got, it disappeared. And we would have heard it. We would have heard whoever it was go back down those stairs. But we did not. She screamed at the top of her lungs and came running out. We ran back up into the nightclub. Neither of us knowing what we had just seen. I ran into my night manager later and I said, we were down there and there's somebody messing around down there. And he said, oh, you don't want to go down there. It's, didn't you know this place is haunted? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what I just saw. You know what have been better is if that person was like, you saw him coming up the stairs. If once they got to the top, you saw him keep going, and they kept yeah. like that would be that would be cool. Well, we walked toward it enough that whatever it was disappeared, and that was wow. That was beyond belief. And fast forward twenty years later, my wife's manager, who comes from Fresno. We were at our that pl- their place for dinner, and she, we just start talking about Fresno. And I said, "I used to play at that Star Theater all the time." And she says, "Yeah, my brother used to work there. Do you know he saw a ghost there once?" <laughs> oh, really? Wow. <laughs> you know, and you know what? You, no kidding. You know when ghost stories have more weight to them and more gravitas, as they say, is when someone tells us a ghost story whom we know and respect. You know, if somebody just goes, yeah, I saw a ghost the other day and it was drinking a beer and eating a hot dog, and I couldn't believe it. No, when Pat tells me a ghost story, or if you, Alan, were to tell me one, or my wife, because I know that we, and you're going to tell one tomorrow (laughs) night, when someone that I revere and respect and know tells me a ghost story, I'm really more to think, wow, what did, what happened? I'm, I'm more apt to believe it because this person, I trust this person, I respect this person, and it means a lot You know what's even more? When somebody like me, who doesn't even believe in ghosts, (laughs) has a story like, okay, I don't know the explanation. Something, but I'm going to share it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but that's a great story, Pat. When you first told us that, uh, I don't know if it was last year, or year before last, on the Halloween show, it kind of. I was listening to you tell it, and the way you told it, I'm actually kind of picturing it in my mind because you you tell it very well about what happened. It's kind. It sends a little chill up my spine. I'm mm-hmm. going to admit, you know. Well, it's been 40 years, and I remember every second vividly because I'm not a I'm not a believer in the. Yeah. Supernatural? Come on. I'm a classic TV guy. Right, exactly. <laughs> to, us, to us ghosts are wearing sheets on Gilligan's Island and go, stuff like that. That's, that's what we think when we think ghosts, you know, with Scooby-Doo stuff. But no, it's uh, some people have some good stories to tell, you know, yeah. This could not have been better scripted because I will never forget it for the rest of my life. Well, and I'm telling you guys, this really happened. Well, so, yeah. it's an experience. Well, you know what? Since we got you live on the air and we're ticking up to the top of the hour, tell everybody out there how they can find you other than hearing me, hearing you on my show, BK on the air. Tell people how they can find you out there and what you do. Well, I'm, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not. What don't is it you them, do? Don't tell them all of that. What would you, tell what them, you know, say the, it is you the do The Golden here. Rage of TV stuff. <laughs> Just tell them about that. Well, I'll tell you one thing I, one thing I don't do is ba- bet on baseball with Alan. No, um, you should not. So, don't ever do that. <laughs> um, 
Oh, sorry. The alarm went off. I'm sorry. But he is very happy that the Braves beat the Dodgers. Yeah, absolutely. Every time I hear that, I... Okay, good. <laughs> engine, engine, engine 51. Engine 51. <laughs> she even knows the call letters of the Engine 51 squad. Well, he That's better awesome. based on what he does. Let's go ahead and get to it, yeah. Pat. What do you do? What do you do, Pat? Well, you know, on Golden Rangers TV, on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and I post my my little uh, orders of classic TV information, just like I do on BK on the air. And I'm working on my fourth season right now, writing some stuff up. But um, yeah, I'm getting some traction. I need more traction. What I love is you're you're putting out your compilations now where you're taking a lot of your stuff that kind of all goes together. It's awesome. You get to get a big chunk, and it all relates. Your little hors d'oeuvres or your horse divers, as Fred Sanford used to call <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, Great. It's a full meal now. <laughs> well, well, yeah, exactly. And I actually do have a brand new episode dropping tomorrow morning. Awesome. And it is it is a Halloween and Appropriate. It is based on a show that we all know and love. <laughs> Check him out. It's Pat McCormick. Always a pleasure to have you on, and good to hear. I always look forward to hearing from you on the show every Saturday from the Golden Ridge of TV. Thanks, Pat. Have a happy Halloween, buddy. Thanks, guys. You See all too. Woo, and watch out for ghosts. Mm. See you later. Under stages, when you've got women that you're trying to woo. <laughs> nice story to tell. Yeah, yeah, I think I see why he's angry. He's like, did you? I'm with the glitch. I'm with the, yeah. you're freaking her out. She was yeah. she was all getting like, oh, you're a musician. Just, oh, you're a musician. And then now I got this apparition. I'm like, what are you this doing? Only works in a theater. In a what movie theater. Do? I'd be so mad. I'd be like, do you understand how long it took me to get her by herself? I, I love seeing horror films with girls in the theater. Or back when I did, because they would just I knew they clutch clutch onto my arm, just cut the circulation off of my arm because okay. they're grabbing it, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is good. This Tonight's going to end with well. popcorn flies up in my face. I'm like, wait, I paid eight bucks for that. Don't, 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 don't drop it. it. That's horrific. That's horrific. Speak out there. We'll be back with more. Ooh, it's spooky. Ten singers, nine singers, eight. Yummy. Singers. Seven singers, six singers, five. Tasty. Singers. Everyone wants to zap gold cake with vanilla frosting, devil's food with chocolate, raspberry with coconut, all with cream centers. Right now, in specially marked bonus packs, you'll find a pumpkin decorating kit and two extra zingers. Trick or treat! One trick and two treats from Dolly Madison. Dear Great Pumpkin, I'm looking forward to your arrival on Halloween night. They're back, all the Little Peanuts characters, in a happy Halloween special filled with ghosties and ghoulies and things that go bump in the night. It's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, Monday at 8, 7 Central and Mountain. This is CBS. Stand by to receive our transmission. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air here on AM 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF. I want to tell you there's a new bicycle shop in Cartersville. They're not really new, but they're newer. They're, they've been around for a little while, but we can still think of them as new. That's Cartersville Bicycle Service and Supply. They offer maintenance and repairs on all bicycles as well as parts and accessories. And whether you're a veteran rider or just starting out, you know, like me, I'm kind of in between. I ride sometimes, but not all the time. Cartersville Bicycle has what you need to get out and enjoy the roads and trails of northwest Georgia or wherever you happen 
happen to be on that two-wheeler or three-wheeler or whatever it happens to be, stop in and see the shop. They're located at the corner of West Avenue and South Tennessee Street, and they're open every day. Isn't that great? They're open every day, seven, seven days a week. Days seven a days a week. week. No matter when you need that bike worked on or want to buy one, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., call them at 470-315-BIKE. That's 470-315-2453, or just search Cartersville Bicycle on Facebook. Cartersville Bicycle, you get out there and enjoy the ride. 770-386-1450 is our number on this Halloween Eve. It's BK on the air. I actually have a few news flashes, so let's get back to it. I've got the first news. Police in Italy said they reunited actor Harrison Ford with his credit card after the item was turned in by a member of the public. By the way, this is the plot that? that's been released for Indiana Jones I know, that's 5. the Indiana Jones plot. Police in Mondello, near the city of Palmero, on the island of Sicily, said the 70, 79-year-old Star Wars actor, he's 79, I can't get over that either, his credit card was turned in at a police station by a tourist who found it in the beach area of the town. He was on the beach. That's not bad. He was having a beach time. Investigators shared a photo of police posing with Harrison Ford after returning the lost credit card. Ford is currently in Sicily, of course, filming the latest movie in the Indiana Jones series. How cool is that to be a police officer in Italy and go, I got the, the, the picture with the Indiana Jones. Can you imagine somebody <laughs> else great. naming their kid Harrison Ford? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, not at all. 770-386-1450. Hey, it's become there. Hello. Well, I'm mad. Uh-oh, it's Barbara. Hey, Barbara. are you? Why are you mad, Barbara, today? Because when you guys said your favorite caller was someone else. Wait, I said our favorite call from the last time we did our spooktacular. Yeah, our Halloween show. Oh, Not this maybe. show. Not this show. The one we're going to do maybe. tomorrow night. Because we all know who our favorite caller on this show happens to be. Okay, I'll tell you a funny story. My cousin who loved to play tricks uh, always was sent to my parents' house around the holidays because his parents had a pharmacy, and he had to have somewhere to stay. And he played tricks all the time. He went, somehow he got into the movie theater on a Saturday. He had this foxtail. He tied a string to it. Where is this going? And he threaded it through the theater. I don't know. And okay. right before the movie started, he hollered, Rat! Rat! <laughs> And all the kids ran out of the movie. (laughs) Barbara, what year would that have been, if you had to guess? I would say uh, in the 30s, because uh, they lived in Griffin, and I was born in Griffin in 39. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Signs of the times of how things change. If somebody had done that in a theater in the early 80s, and somebody had yelled, Rat! A lot of people would start going, Rat! Right. <laughs> what goes around? They would just start singing round and round by right. the group rat. So, yeah, that's it's just a different time. I'll tell you another thing he did. Okay. At okay. Christmas, he was visiting. He wasn't done. And my mother said, oh, dear, we don't have a Christmas tree, and I don't really have the money. Where he said, don't going? worry. I'll take care of it. Uh-huh. She thought he went to the woods. He came back with the most perfect Christmas tree you've ever seen. Uh Oh, no. He went to a a rich person's house and cut it out of their yard. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, if someone's going to have a manicured manicured tree, that's probably the better place to go. You might as well go for the best one. I mean, he just used his noggin, right? That's good. (laughs) But this boy 
He, I could go wow. on and on about this wow. guy. I know. That's, we all have them, don't we, in our family? Yeah. Uh, yes. every, every family's got one. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple, I, I, three or three. Closer to Christmas, uh, I will tell you another one. Well, later right. on. And depending on what family member you talk to, I'm one of them. <laughs> if you talk to other members of the family, like, yeah, he's one of the guys that, that's that kind of guy. I, I you bet are. you are. I that, bet you are. Thanks, Barbara. Always good to hear from you. Happy Halloween this weekend. Okay. See Bye. Bye-bye. Everybody, everybody's family's got one. One what? One of those. If you say, well, my family doesn't, it's because it's probably you. <laughs> That's right. It's like, I, I, I never heard that in my family. Nobody weird in my family. All right. right. Guess what? I've got the next news. We'll get them done by noon. <laughs> we only have two more. <laughs> the Los Angeles home from the night, excuse me, the Los Angeles home from the 1984 movie A Nightmare on Elm Street has been listed for sale in time for Halloween with an asking price of a mere 3.5 million dollars. See, I gave you this one because you're Freddy in our Halloween spot. Yes. There you go. Oh, my I've been away from my children for far too long. <laughs> Freddy has the a lot of other quotes. The Spalding Square House listed by realty agency Douglas Elliman was purchased previously for $2.1 million in 2013 by Hustlers director Laureen Scafaria. The two-story home served as protagonist Nancy Thompson's home in Wes Craven's classic slasher film and was the location of the character's final showdown with the iconic serial killer Freddy Krueger. The house's appeal lies in more than its cinematic history, said Bosnack's listing agent partner, Heather T. Roy. But then there's no reason why. It just says there's more to it. I guess because it's a cool home. But guess what? If you have not seen the Netflix series The Stories That Made Us, the uh, one on Freddy Krueger is pretty fun, too. And by the way, I have an addendum to that that I found out. Offers for the famous property own this house will be accepted until midnight on Halloween. That's nice. when it cuts off. So I'm like, by the time we get off on the Halloween show, we're off the air. That's when the bidding stops. So we won't be able to bid on it. We'll be doing a show. Yeah, so otherwise I'd be – I mean, I've got $3.5 sitting around, and I don't know what to do with it. It could have well, been cool to have Of course you that. do. You've worked several jobs. You're on WSB. You're here. You've got your – No, wait. Own, I have four children. Never mind. I don't have You've got any, your own production company. You do this. You do that. You, you've got a lot of – you you got more a lot more. I got a lot to I do. do I always have a lot going on. That's about it. You have that little change thing on the side, you know, that dispenses change and dollar, you know, the paper money comes out of yours. No. Oh, here, take the money. That's fine. It's all right. No. You, gotta, to, I, you act like you don't have any. But I have, I know, a, I know I have a wallet that's got one of those revolving doors, like from Elf. <laughs> and as I see money enter one side, it comes right back out and shoots the other way. Uh, you have money that comes in at all? Oh, wow. That's, well, yeah, I can say I it comes that. in for a second. Uh, I, we got a couple more news flashes and more. Sure, stuff we do. It too. I, really, I, I'm not kidding. We're having a good time cruising right along. I'm glad there's no structure here. I don't like to worry about a structure. In the town of Durango, a notice was hung. Breakfast, it said, must not be fun. No fun! The shape of the F. Never fear, I bring fun back to breakfast with Kellogg's Corny Snap Cereal. The shape of the F. And the taste of sweet, crunchy corn. Bless you, masked turtle. There's fun in your good breakfast with Corny Snap. Hello there. You know, I've been all around this wonderful world of ours, and in all this world, nothing else is silly putty. What is silly putty? Well, it's a real solid liquid. If you pull it so, it'll go forever, like taffy. But if you give it a sharp tug, it'll break like a biscuit. 
Now, when you make Silly Putty round and drop it, it'll bounce higher than a rubber ball. And here's something else you can do with Silly Putty. Flatten it, press the picture in your newspaper, lift it, stretch it this way and that, and you'll get something that's really funny. Always put your Silly Putty back in its egg or it will run slowly away. You can buy Silly Putty for $1 wherever toys are sold. And remember, nothing else is Silly Putty. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air. It's the Halloween Eve. It's the day before Halloween. And by the way, that's the Halloween theme by John Carpenter playing, if you couldn't tell. Kind of. That's from Halloween 2. That's the music that he, I mean, he wrote the music for Halloween 2. He didn't direct it, but he produced it and had a hand in it. Has his signature all over it and did the music for Halloween 2 as well. The reason I say that is Halloween 2 today celebrates its 40th anniversary. It was released on this day in history in 1881. Halloween 2, the sequel to uh, Halloween. You know, why is is it great? Why is it when you say, or I say, or anything is 81, I think, well, it's not that. It is that long ago. I say that about 1991. Because yesterday I put on our uh, Facebook group. That it was 40 years ago the Rush Live album Exit Stage Left came out. That right, was the that's first Rush it, yeah. Live album I ever bought. I'm like, 40 years ago? So you think that about Rush? I think that about ELO's Out of the Blue came out 44 years ago in 1977. I really, I, I can't think of it being that long ago, but it was. Apparently so. It was many years ago. And I'll say this about Halloween 2. Great sequel to Halloween. It takes place the second Halloween I love it. ends, which I is almost it. you could watch. It's one of those things where you can watch both of them in a row because it's really it's really well done for a sequel. They really it go really is good. back to back. But I have the last news coming up here. Allegedly, um, <laughs> police in British Columbia said a driver was asked to remove the Halloween decorations from his car after a message reading "Help me" was determined. To be a little too scary. Now, this is in this is in Canada. The Trail and Greeter District RCMP said, I guess that's the police department up there, Royal Canadian Mounting Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Royal Canadian Mounted RCMP. Police. They said officers responded to a report of a suspicious vehicle parked near an intersection and arrived to find the car had been decorated with fake blood and the message help me spelled out with duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give this guy an A for effort. That's really awesome. Police spoke with the vehicle's owner, a 36-year-old Fruitvale man, a city called Fruitvale, and asked him to remove the spooky decorations. That's Fruitvale. <laughs> Quote, the man agreed to remove the duct tape after police ex- uh, explained that it was a little too scary and might cause more calls of concern to the police, <laughs> the police said, unquote. So that that might happen. Of course. <laughs> but uh, you got to think of really the logic of the potential creative. hostage yes. that people were worried about. You're bleeding, right. you're yeah. trapped, but you had enough time to get duct tape. In the form of letters. And create letters on the right. outside and then go back in the vehicle well, to wait for someone to yeah. come rescue People you. People aren't going to think about it that in-depth. They're just going to go, something's going on there. There's a person in that car. Please go rescue those people on that island. Gilligan's with them and they need to be rescued. Most illogical. Uh, let's do a little on this day in history uh, and talk about that right now. 1873 on this day in history. P.T. Barnum Circus Greatest Show on Earth debuts in New York City on this day in 1873. I was kind of sad to see them go away just a few years ago. It was, it, was, it was unfortunate to see that, but it did happen. And you are enjoying your Reese's Peanut Butter I am Cup. very you? much enjoying You don't know this, but when you're chewing it, you're kind of smiling a little bit. There's a little smile. Hey, can I face. say thank you, Traffic Trooper Chris? Thanks. He brought some mm. treats. To us. He knew we were program. doing a sort of pre-Halloween show, <laughs> and did. he 
Instead of us having to provide tricks and treats, he brought us a treat. I love that, too. It's much appreciated. If somebody wants to bring me a trick, that's cool, too. Oh, hey. <laughs> Sorry. Did I say that out? I very, said that out. You wouldn't get very far with that. I know. No. I, know I don't have the money. Where you live. <laughs> I know you live with. 1888, John J. Loud, A-L-U-L-O-U-D, patents something. Can you give a guess what that Speaker. might be? It's a good guess. No, he patents the ballpoint pen on this day in 1888. Really? I didn't know the pen was that old, the ink pen. The ballpoint pen. I know they had inkwell pens for a long time. And feathers, you know, dip in the inkwell. You know, I've never used an inkwell thing. A lot of people have done that. Me neither. Even, even, our, even our grandparents did it up to a little house on the prairie days, at least inkwell. On this day in history, and we know this for a fact, 1938, a radio broadcast of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds, narrated by Orson Welles, allegedly causes a mass panic on this day in 1938. Didn't matter that they said the whole time. Yeah, there's a radio show coming our way. Radio show. We're going to do a radio show. I I would believe it. I wouldn't believe it now if it happened. But back then, yeah, it was a lot of limited knowledge of stuff. Oh no, based on the stupidity of the average person today, I totally believe it. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, I mean, if you joined it in mid-show and and just listened to it and then thought it was so horrific, you quit listening to it and didn't hear any of the disclaimers. I can understand some farmer out in uh, you know Northwest Tennessee would hear that on his little radio and is like, something's going on. On this day in history, a lot of Halloween horror stuff on this day in history in 1974, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre opens in Los Angeles on this day in 1974. Fantastic movie. If you've never seen it, uh, Toby Hooper directed that movie. And it's really, it's a, another one of those classic 70s horror films that a lot of people have a misconception of about how bloody it is and gory it is. And it's not really Mm-mm. that at all. It's in the mind and it's terrifying what happens and, what, and what's going on. But yeah, 2012. Walt Disney, on this day, purchases Lucasfilm Limited and its rights for Star Wars and other franchises for... Do you remember how much it was for? One million dollars. Something like four billion dollars? Four point oh five billion dollars, Dr. Evil. Don't tell me the mouse doesn't know how to make money. <laughs> no, and don't tell me George Lucas doesn't know either. Uh, in 2019... A sequel to The Shining premiered in theaters, Dr. Sleep, with Ewan McGregor playing Danny, the grown-up Danny from The I still from need to Shining. see that. My wife I said it was pretty good. I thought it was good. really good. I saw it in a theater, and I was very impressed with it. thought it was a very well-done sequel. Today's birthday is the day before Halloween. Uh, Christopher Columbus' birthday today. He died in 1506. If you we don't acknowledge him anymore. If you anymore. didn't hear that he died. That's what he <laughs> oh, really? No, we're not I supposed will to. acknowledge him here on this show. A a sit on it. A today is Henry Winkler's birthday. The Fonz himself. The Fonz. Talk about a cool character growing up. We all wanted to be like the Fonz. I wanted to be able to smack a pinball machine or a jukebox, and it just give me it a just free works. Thing, you know, that'd be great. Doesn't always work. Sometimes I destroy the television when I do that <laughs> back in the day. 1951. Harry Hamlin was born. Actor. It's his birthday today. Uh, Clash of the Titans. L.A. Law. A lot of other productions. American actor Harry Hamlin. I thought he was great as Perseus in in uh, Clash of the Titans. What a great movie that was. That has a tie-in, too, by the way, of one of the people that we have on our Halloween show. And tomorrow I said, hey, give a special Academy Award to someone you think deserves an award mm-hmm. in the horror effects, whatever special effects genre. Anything to do, thing. Yeah. And one one of mine has a has a um, Clash of the Titans tie-in on that. Just a little little tease, a little, little hint there for you. Today is Kevin Pollack's birthday. Fantastic comedian, <laughs> Kevin Pollack. Not a bad actor. To me, he is. He's a good actor. You know, the first thing I saw him in as an actor was a movie called End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is kind of a horror really? devil movie. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Supernatural movie. Uh, he was really good in that. And out of all the people in, in Hollywood and, and, and celebrity-dumb and entertainment that do, and there's a lot of them, 
that do um, William Shatner? No, not William Shatner. Or Christopher Walken? Christopher Walken impressions. Kevin Pollack is my favorite. That, there's a lot of great ones, and, 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 and there, there are. They're all spot on. But for, for some reason, when Kevin Pollack does Christopher Walken, I, he's just one of my favorites. I don't think there's a bad there's a bad answer to that. A lot of people have different <laughs> favorites, but he's my favorite. I forgot. I was doing some <laughs> research, and I had to uh, – because the guy that wrote a character said, I want him to sound like Kevin Pollack. I'm like <laughs> – like the voice or like or the attitude? He goes, kind of both. So I started watching all these right. Kevin Pollack videos, and one of them he was talking about Christopher Walken. He goes, the crazy thing, he could say anything that makes no sense. You're like, hi, trick or treat. It's a damn good question. Quite the conundrum. Little dudes, you've put forth on this Hallow's Eve. Having said that, my young costumed friends, as fate would have it, I too have a question. Which one of you little pricks can guess what I've buried under my house? (laughs) Today is Albert Molinaro's birthday. Do you know who Albert Molinaro was? His name was Al. Al Molinaro. He was uh, on Happy Days as Al. Oh, so that was the the yeah. actor's name? Played Al, the character. Albert Molinaro. He also was made, played Murray the Cop in uh, the Odd Couple television series. Al used to always go, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Try the fish. And then uh, sold it uh, <laughs> to the guy that was going to teach the Karate Ar- Kid. Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, he, which was a, he was a funny guy, too. So, yeah, Albert Molinaro, Al from Happy Days, died on this day in 2015. Today is now, I put this on Facebook. But, hey, love it or hate it, whatever the case may be, today is National Candy Corn Day today, the day before Halloween. Okay. What a great day for it to be that. I, personally, don't care for candy corn. I don't hate it and want to see it destroyed, but some people do. Right. It's, it's not my. It's not my. If there's a lot of candy out there and candy corn's on the table, I'm not going to go for it first. It's in the middle. Right. Do you know when I'll eat candy corn? If the choice When there's is nothing candy, else? No. Don't, well, no, nothing else. It can be one other thing. Well, if licorice. there's candy corn and black licorice or licorice of any kind, I will go for the candy corn. Candy corn all day <laughs> long. So, yeah. That's I'm, what I'll go with. I'm sorry. If you can't do this once with candy corn, then you don't understand why it's so much fun. You insert them into your bicuspids and you make fang, you make vampire fangs. Well, I still, to this day, I'm like, okay. For the, for the people that don't know what that is, because that's a long word for some people, that's your upper part of your teeth on your the pointy top. Yeah, your pointy teeth. <laughs> your, your, canine. your pointy teeth. <laughs> your canine. We used, I used to stick them in, a, in a, a jack-o'-lantern to make the teeth in it. Sometimes we put it in a pumpkin, mm-hmm. so that would work too. That's something else, a great uh, Halloween memory that we've got. And, Ms., and Mrs. BK and I are going to try to do this this year, probably tonight or tomorrow. And it may be a little late, but we're still going to do it because I don't like pumpkins lying around rotting, you know, after a while. So this one's going to be pretty fresh. We're thinking about going ahead and carving pumpkins tonight because we haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. And she goes, I may buy, you know, the stencils that you get to be able to draw and then cut it out. I'm like, I'm like, for some reason, I like to do a pumpkin where it's just freehand. I cut out the eyes with nothing drawn on there. I can see them. I'll put the nose and I like to put those real, I like to make the mouth of my pumpkin look like a, a Venom's mouth. Like it's really wide with a lot of teeth and evil looking like a Todd McFarlane's art for Venom with Marvel comics that's how i like my pumpkin i like my i like my pumpkin to look like it's going to eat you oh good because <laughs> that's where it's scary so jack-o'-lanterns are fun to make and we may make one this year Speaking down there we're going to take a bottom of the hour break and we'll be back with more fun we'll try to squeeze this all in we'll return after these messages 
Hello, I'm Vincent Price. For many years now, mankind and his offspring have been searching for an alternative to peanut butter and jelly. After employing the latest methods in technology, the Peter Paul Candy Company has found the alternative to peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter with no jelly. Pure, creamy peanut butter dotted with Krispies, covered with pure milk chocolate, but no jelly. I'm sure you're as pleased as I am. <laughs> Marty, shh, you'll scare the fish. But we're missing the big football Relax. game. Relax, my VHS home video recorder is taping it right now. Terrific. Watch. Terrific. But suppose it's over three hours. Relax, Panasonic VHS tapes up to four hours of sports, movie specials on one cassette. Wow. This VHS is for me. Caught the whole game. Best catch of the day. Yeah. VHS, the four-hour system from Panasonic and other leading companies. Oh, my queen, said the royal sorcerer to Hatshepsut, with this amulet, you and your descendants are endowed by the goddess Isis with the powers of the animals and the elements. You will soar as the falcon soars, run with the speed of gazelles, and command the elements of sky and earth. 3,000 years later, a young science teacher dug up this lost treasure and found she was heir to... The Secrets of Isis. And so, unknown to even her closest friends, Rick Mason and Rennie Carroll, she became a dual person. Andrea Thomas, teacher. Almighty Isis. And Isis, dedicated foe of evil, defender of the weak, champion of truth and justice. Secrets of Isis from Saturday morning. Uh, I know that I remember that well because I used to watch Isis and Shazam. They were kind of flip sides of each other. She was the the female Isis, and he was Shazam, Captain Marvel, and they would show them back to back. Sometimes, I think one episode they crossed over, crossed the streams, and and met each other. Well, the reason I play that uh, wonderful memory from Saturday. This is from CBS News. Isis star Joanna Cameron died this week at seventy. The glamorous actress, fondly remembered as Isis on the Saturday morning series, you just heard the title sequence of has died. Her co-star on the series, Joanna Pang Atkins, announced her passing on Twitter this week, writing, quote, sad to post that Joanna Cameron, the mighty Isis, has flown to heaven. She suffered a stroke and passed away from complications this past Friday. We shared the wonderful lasting experience of making the secret of Isis. She shared, uh, unquote, she shared a CBS image from the series herself, Atkins, and their co-star, Brian Cutler. Mm. The Secret of Isis, originally known simply as Isis, premiered in 1975, becoming the first American live-action TV series with a woman superhero as its lead. Barely beating Wonder Woman and Linda Carter to the punch, it also featured a rare, prominent supporting role for the uh, 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 Pang Atkins Cindy Lee uh, uh, for an Asian woman role. On the show, mild-mannered teacher Andrea Thompson, as you heard in the title sequence, finds an amulet which enables her to transform into the Egyptian goddess to help mankind. It featured a crossover appearance, as I said, by Captain Marvel, which was played by John Davy, and Billy Batson as uh, our, our friend um, Michael Gray of the companion series Shazam, which, also, which that show ran from 74 to 77. Born September 20th, 1951, Cameron appeared on a uh, purportedly record-breaking number of TV commercials, 105 commercials that she did, making her film debut opposite comedy heavyweights such as Bob Hope and Jackie Gleason in the 1969 film How to Commit to Marriage. Boy, there's some heavy hitters for her to act with first in her first film. 
two comedy legends. A striking beauty, and she was, by the way, if you've never seen a photo of her, if you are familiar with her, you know exactly what I'm talking about. She went on to appear in such films as I Love My Wife in 1970 with Elliot Gould and Brenda Vaccaro, Pretty Maids All in a Row from 1971 with Rock Hudson, and B.S. I Love You in 1971. I don't know what the B.S. stands for. You know, I've never heard of that movie title, but that's brilliant. But I love that. I love that. Barbara Streisand, I Love You, which is great. Other TV work includes Columbo, McMillan and Wife. She was on the Amazing Spider-Man TV series in 1978. A a show called Switch with Robert Wagner and Eddie Albert, which I remember as a TV show from 1975 and 78. Her final role, which was aptly in the TV movie in 1980 that was her final movie. And guess what the title of her final film was in 1980? My final film. Swan Song. Oh, that'll work. You were close. After retiring from acting, she worked in home health care as a nurse and in hotel marketing in Hawaii. Our pal Michael Gray from Shazam, he told me this week, and I talked to him uh, this week about hearing about Joanna Cameron passing away. He was very saddened by the news and wished they could have done more crossover episodes, but he does remember being in the episode with her and spoke extremely fondly of Joanna Cameron. One of my one of my earliest crushes on television. I mean, she really was. Have you seen seen a photo of her? Do you see any of the photos posted of her? online mm-hmm. this week or anything yeah strike she's strikingly beautiful of course she would be but you know as this this kid in 19 <laughs> in the mid 70s i'm like i really like looking at her but i don't know why <laughs> there's something special out, about her i wish i could figure out why i like looking at her so yeah wonder you, woman ain't bad remember, either yeah of course she would come later though not that much later not that much later uh linda carter yeah beautiful i understand did you hear mm-hmm. the news that they're going forward with wonder woman 3 with a uh, patty Brothers? jenkins yeah patty jenkins wonder woman 3 uh, and I don't know what role Linda Carter will play in this one because if you saw Wonder Woman 1984, which was the sequel to the Wonder Woman film, which I didn't think that was it was that great. Watch the first 30 minutes of it and then turn it off because the scene at the mall and the fight scene and everything is great. I don't know what happened to the rest of the film. But they're making three. But at the end, and I'm not spoiling, if you haven't seen it yet, give me a break. At the end, the post-credit sequence to Wonder Woman 1984 shows Linda Carter showing up as the goddess that they've been talking about in the film. And she's in the, the, the post-credit sequence, which I thought was great. I wonder if they're going to pick up and use her in three because she shows up. Why not? And they refer to her in the film. So it may give her something to do. Tomorrow is Halloween. This is our Halloween Eve show. I want to remind everybody to listen to our Halloween Spooktacular tomorrow right here at WBHF. Same way you listen to this show, WBHFradio.org or the TuneIn app or on the radio, 100.3 FM and AM 1450 locally. Uh, we're going to do a Halloween spectacular show. We do it every Halloween from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. And we're going to be talking about a lot of fun stuff, Halloween, scary stuff, crazy stuff, wacky stuff, funny stuff. We always have a good time. We do. We sound like a bunch of guys in a bar <laughs> drinking, which someone told us. And, and I Just agree. chatting I agree and having a good time. That was a, the point. It wasn't it just a, drinking. It was you guys yeah. are just... It's like you're just yucking it up, having a good time. I took it as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm going to take it. Well, i got a few things to add here today. We've got a few more Halloween things to do. Here's one of them right here. Haunted places in the world. Now, we do a lot of local stuff like, what are the most haunted places in America or right here locally in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to travel the world and go, hey, I'm going to England or Italy or Germany or somewhere, I do, and some American places too, I have some of the most haunted places in the world on the list here. I may not get to all of them, but let's go through some of them. The place is called Raynham Hall in Norfolk, England. This gorgeous country home has a dark past. The mysterious brown lady, rumored to be Lady Dorothy Walpole, was reported to be one of the apparitions captured on film in December of 1936 edition of Country Life. Guests can visit the home uh, on throughout the year. That's the Raynham Hall in Norfolk, England. If you're ever in the vicinity, check it out. That's supposed to be a very haunted place. I tried to pick the the cream of the crop here when it comes to haunted places. I'd stay in a haunted room if they said. Povilja 
uh, the Povilja in Venice, Italy, a short trip from Venice, the beautiful island of Povilja. This one sounds creepy. Was once a quarantine zone for people suffering from the plague. Ooh. Well, that's already got my interest right there. That's terrible. In addition, the island was used as an insane asylum. Let's just keep adding it up here. In the early 20th century, ghost hunters claim this spot is a hotbed of paranormal activity. But here's the catch, though. Visits are prohibited to this island. Well, that makes me want to go even more. Wow. You tell me I can't go somewhere? You tell ghost hunters they can't go check out a place? They're going to find a way and go yeah. there. So the yeah. fact that it's prohibited to go there, that leads me to believe what's going on there. What's going on? Unless it's got, like, man-eating crocodiles or something, <laughs> and they're just protecting your safety to want you to go there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. The ship. Because the Queen Mary, you know, was a big ocean liner, and they didn't they didn't sink it or destroy it. It's now a museum. It floats, it sits, and it's you can visit it. Huh. The old Queen Mary. I did not know the that. The beautiful ocean liner spent 30 years at sea before permanently docking in Long Beach, California, and has become a tourist attraction, obviously. During her tenure, she logged more than 50 deaths on board that ship, which makes her truly a haunted ship. They say, check it out. There have been some interesting happenings on the Queen Mary. Oh, that's scary, too. Yeah, that movie, there was a movie, a horror film came out uh, back in the, what was it, the early 2000s, late 90s, called Death Ship. Did you ever see that? Or no. Ghost Ship? Ghost Ship. Haunted, Ghost yeah, ship. it was a haunted ship at sea, which sounds scary already because you're isolated. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're isolated away from people like The Shining and The Overlook. That's the best. That's That makes it scarier. The thing. The Berg Wolfseg in Wolfseg, Germany. This 800-year-old castle in the municipality of Wolfseg, Germany. I wonder if Malton Dirks knows about this, our friend. Is apparently haunted by a woman who scares off any visitors who pass. She's rumored to be the ghost of Clara von Helfenstein, or Helfenstein, who was reportedly murdered by her jealous husband. It's open for visitors on weekends and holidays from May through mid-October. Well, that just sounds like a horrible place anyway. Hey. I we love know it when her. People say hello, especially when they know who I know who they are when they walk by. Hey, nice lady <laughs> at the window of the station, <laughs> holding up that one finger. We're number one. That's right. I don't care which finger it is. That's I right. want I want a lady to just show me two. The Lizzie Borden House, Fall River, Massachusetts. Why wouldn't that one be haunted? The alleged haunted bed and breakfast is the site of a gruesome and highly publicized murder that occurred in 1892. Although she was acquitted, Lizzie Borden was suspected of killing her father and her stepmother with a hatchet in the unassuming home. Since then, guests have reported all manner of strange sightings in the house. It's available for intrepid travelers who want to experience the notorious no, the notorious home for themselves, the Lizzie Borden House. You know, they made a movie, TV movie about that starring Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched played Lizzie Borden and she was hailed as a great dramatic actress for that in that and I heard it was really good I actually saw it but I don't remember it as a kid I need to see that so we might have a couple more of this and some Halloween memories when we come back it's BK on the air it's my turn to operate operate butterfingers it's operation the wacky doctor's Here's game batteries not included take out his spirits for $100 oh you'll never do that don't touch the side here goes his funny bone. It takes a very steady hand. I did it. That's $200 for me. May I play? Operation, a Milton Bradley game. What's so special about an Oreo cookie? It's a creamy lick and chocolate sensation. Oh, R-E-O. It's a creamy lick and chocolate sensation. There's only one Oreo cookie. Creamy, luscious inside, real chocolate cookies outside. It's a creamy, licking chocolate sensation. R-E-O. Oreo cookies from Nabisco. America's cookie jar. 
It's okay if you don't understand what he's talking about. He probably doesn't either. It's BK on the air on AM 1450 FM 100.3 and online using the TuneIn Radio app. Well, that may be true when it comes to sports because I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to sports. Oh, no, sports! <laughs> I didn't talk about a specific sports. I just said the word sport. We are running out of time, and I got to play William Shatner and the I Raven. Say yeah. One quick plug. If you haven't seen it in the theater, go see Dune. Okay, yeah. I heard that it was really good. Denis version you of Dune. You should be able to pronounce that because you're part French. You know, you should be able to say that. Is ridiculously good. It is so good, I've seen it twice. Oh, good. Okay. So nice. You've seen it twice. Awesome. Well, we'll I'll take, just we'll, leave it at that. We'll take that into account. I want to play what I play every Halloween, whether the show is before Halloween or, or a week before it, but in this case, a day before it. It's Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven with William Shatner. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping. It is some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Eagerly I wished the morrow. Vainly I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow. Sorrow for the lost Lenore, nameless here forevermore. The silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, oh, madam, truly your forgiveness I implore, but the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here, I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Silence was broken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Merely this and nothing more. Back into the chamber, turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again, I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. It is the wind, and nothing more. Open here, I flung the shutter. When, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Then upon the velvet, sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy onto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking. Nevermore. Then methought, 
air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer swung by seraphim, whose footfalls twinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee by these angels. He hath sent thee respite, respite and nepenthe from the memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh, quaff this kind nepenthe and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting. Bird, or fiend, I shrieked, upstarting, get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form off my door, quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, Never flittering, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul, from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor, shall be lifted. William Shatner Ooh. as the reading the Raven. Isn't Poe po. just great with his use of language? He is great, and you, you and I have said it before. Edgar Allan Poe is the American Shakespeare. He's our American Shakespeare. I mean, he's that's what I've always thought about him. I started reading Edgar Allan Poe little short stories and poems in junior high school, and even then, I was kind of he writes it where you're like I'm really sucked into this mm-hmm. it's just really it's so well written even as a kid but as a book fair remember you'd have a book fair at school where they'd bring places and you could buy little paperback books yeah that's where I got my first Edgar Allan Poe book was from a book nothing fair nothing wrong with 50 that 50 cents the thing about and I've always known this about poetry but his poetry and especially a lot of his short stories if you read them out loud they have a performance level quality. Yeah, because like, when you read in your head, you may go too quickly, and you. Right. But when you feel the words and the way they work together, like I mean, when I did the Telltale Heart, using words like such suavity, like right. you, you read, you did suavity, <laughs> but it's the word sounds like what the person walking is like with such suavity, such sagacity. That like, wor- those words don't sound as good when you read them. But they do sound better spoken out loud. They do, You're right? They just and it creates and a tone and yeah. an atmosphere. Oh. Such good it, it stuff. It is great. And uh, they tried to make a lot of movies based on his books. Roger Corman got a hold of Vincent Price and made a movie called The Pit and the Pendulum and a lot of other things. But back then, they were good movies on in their own. Talk about small horror films that I liked as a kid. It was anything with Vincent Price in it. The Raven. They, In a way, Roger Corman had the – he paid for the title, but the movie sometimes had really almost nothing to do with the Edgar Allan right. book. They, made, they wrote their own little story loosely based on it, but it was still a good introduction to me to that horror genre of that gothic – horror that's just something about it there's no technology there to save you or do anything about it you no. can't call 911 for help or anything like that it's just something about being stuck in in that era that makes it that makes it creepy so it is tomorrow is a halloween we're having a good halloween eve show i want to sneak in one more haunted place and this one's in our own backyard right here in georgia the the keo uh, the keho house in savannah this beautiful home was completed in 1892 by william and ann keho unfortunately tragedy struck the family when the two of their 10 children died in the house since the home was turned into a bed and breakfast guests have noted mysterious sounds of children playing that's creepy just thinking about that children ghosts yeah the whole carol ann thing ghost 
chasing guests <laughs> visiting yeah. Savannah, a notoriously, I mean, let's face it, Savannah's a haunted city anyway, from what I've heard. Uh, they might want to make uh, the Kehoe House their home base and start from there and just move out mm. from there because I heard it's very haunted down you there. You know, you, you played a little bit of the uh, Carol Ann's theme. Doesn't Rosemary's <laughs> Baby have like kind of a children or a child singing? Yeah, it's kind of a... Yeah, it's more creepy. It's kind of yeah, it is creepy too. But you use a kid choir doing anything like that, and it's just very. Now, if 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 Carol Ann's theme, the very beautiful child choir, had not been written for Poltergeist, and it was just written as a single piece of music that was just released, like maybe as a classical piece, it might you might just go, "That's a very beautiful melody. I mm-hmm. like that." But the fact that you identify with it now with Carol Ann, right. and the other side oh. and the ghosts and everything, it just makes the hair stand up. It's just like ooh. the back of my neck. Love Poltergeist. And he, like I say, Supernatural, The Omen, Jerry Goldsmith's score to The Omen, the, the, the choir of people, the, the adult choir, oh, singing in Latin. Right. That's scary, too. And it was like the, the Latin version, like the, instead of a mass for Jesus, it's the mass for Satan. Yes, which is kind of the flip side. Yeah. Kind of like the, the Darth Vader theme is almost the flip side of the Superman theme from John Williams. One is heroic, March. The other one is an evil Darth Vader guy in a suit, burned up as a kid. March, you know, that tells his story. Mm. That's going to be one of the things we talk about tomorrow night in the Halloween show. I've, I've, I thought of that subject. I'm like, what single, not album, not, not score. soundtrack, not score. We'll do that, too. One piece. But one piece of music. It can be from anything. For me, it's it's going to be movie or something entertainment related. What one piece of music can you listen to or did when you were younger and you heard it for the first time and maybe listen to still now and go... That just that music that piece of music just scares me. It's See, very scary. I know we want to kind of keep it secret, but yeah. I almost wonder if for that section we all have to so I could play pieces as we as we mention them. Well, you know, you, we we can do that and not tell everybody, and they wouldn't know. Well, no, I think, <laughs> I Alan think would magically have them queued up because I no went through probably. 50 different things that I wanted <laughs> yes. to just listen to to say, okay. And I, th- I thought to myself, what if I just played this for someone that right. didn't know the movie? Yeah. Would it work by itself? That was my criteria. Right. It, it, because a lot of times I'll hear the music and go, like, I love tubular bells. Sure. If I didn't know Exorcist, tubular bells is actually kind of melodic. It sounds like a 70s instrumental. But piece I associate of music. everything from Exorcist right. with it. So. I didn't pick well, tubular bells because of that reason. I picked a piece of music that, like, if I was sitting by myself, and maybe the power had just gone off, yeah. But I had the ability to play this piece of music because I have a little battery cassette player, right? Yeah. And I would suddenly get jump scares from it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that yeah. qualifies. So right. that that was my criteria. I agonized and narrowed it down to about three, and I'm like, okay, uh, okay, now I got it. I have my number one piece of music, and what you listen tomorrow night, 9 p.m. to midnight. You'll hear about that. You'll hear about uh, we were going to give an, we're going to give our own special academy. I have an honorable mention. Ma- yeah. To our favorite, uh, maybe filmmaker effects person, music anything person, to do with anything horror. to do with horror actor, actress. We'll have all that tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern to midnight. And hopefully, you guys out there in yeah. here, yeah. Well, not in here, well, but listening. Yeah, be with us in spirit. In spirit. In spirit. In spirit. Have a happy Halloween. We will see you tomorrow night on the on the Halloween Spooktacular. It's BK on there. We'll see you on the podcast, and we'll have that on the podcast too. Happy Halloween. Something's going to happen. Something wonderful.